Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we could keep in touch, like they did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Hello, Pen Pals. Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Daniel Van Kirk, along with... I'm Rory Scovel. <laughs> and you're a host as well. And I'm a, re- I'm a news reporter. This is <laughs> how I that. talk Mm-mm. during Pen Pals. That's not the response anybody wants. I think everyone would enjoy it if this were my vocal cadence the entire series. We want to thank all of you guys. Are you done with it? I am almost okay. done with it. It will come back at a later time. Yeah. Feel though. free to jump into you or back to that once you're done with it. <laughs> We want to thank everybody who's sending us letters. You're our pen pals, so thank you, pen pals. Thank you, penners. If you're new to this show, we're going to get it out of the way so we can get straight to the letters. But I want to tell you, you can email us at thepenpalspod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram and Twitter at thepenpalspod. And you can also mail us as well. Let's see how good we are at this today, Rory. Our address, oh. care of the pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scoville, 1700 West Burbank Boulevard, Burbank, California, 91506. That's right, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in. You just jumped on it. Well, as soon as you said I was like, I don't know where we live. Oh. And that's where Dan and I do live together. That's our home address mm-hmm. that we're giving We've out, given so. up a lot for this podcast. Yeah, so kind of consider it that this is... You know, truly a pen pal. Like, hey, you're my pen pal, so I'm kind of telling you something secretive, and yeah. we're telling you that. So maybe treat it as such. I love all the letters we're getting. We should tell people too. No pressure. You're just writing your friends. It could yeah. literally be like, what do you think of my new haircut? Send and a we pick. won't even if know if that's that, you or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, of course, send a pic if you want us to know what we think of your haircut. Yeah. If you don't, we're just going to tell you what everybody would say. It looks great. Yeah. Our goal is to is to make our best effort at getting to. Uh, all of the letters, but you got to keep in mind we we got to entertain, we got to intrigue, mm-hmm. we got to engage. So yep. the more interesting and intriguing, there's a good chance you're going to be at the top of the uh, or the more detailed the list, detailed, more detailed and nuanced. 
Exactly. It doesn't even have to be personal. You know, we've done them about robberies and stuff. That didn't relate to anyone. Unless, what if that person was one of the robbers? I just realized that. Me too. Holy fuck. They were trying to admit it. Okay, well, let's get into today's word. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, this comes from uh, Jennifer Jones, sent via email. I love that show on Netflix. Jennifer Jones. I lied in two regards. One, that's not the title. Two, I hate that show. Okay. Hi, Rory and Dan. I like that you started with my name first. Very respectful and very appropriate. Always start with the best looking. What? What's up? Nothing. Jen. I am so excited about this idea. So cool. I'm about to turn 50. Yikes. I feel like I got to stay relevant say that somehow. You, say that you read yikes, because otherwise it seems like that's oh, your yeah. feeling. Okay, yeah. Just to be very clear, <laughs> Jennifer wrote yikes. I did. I don't think 50 is... <laughs> I don't think 50 is a yikes. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine my true guttural reaction of like, Jesus, 50, fuck, yikeskies. Happy belated birthday to you. Um, I feel like I got to stay relevant somehow. I'm a huge fan of anything comedy. Roy followed you since uh, Conan so many years ago. Um, Don't skim it. I think of you often on my weekly grocery store outings, which is in reference to a joke I do about being high at the grocery store. Very, very funny, very well crafted, very professional. I am a mother of three, two 13-year-old twin boys. I cannot even imagine what the fuck that is like. Ask the Sklar's parents. Oh, God. Two thir- one 13-year-old boy. I mean, probably jerking off in everything. Everywhere. Just everywhere. Just come all over the mm-hmm. house. And one 11-year-old daughter. They keep me laughing and crying most days. I am a native Californian from the Bay Area. Uh, Mountain then, View, yeah, San we... Jose, San Francisco, Walnut Creek, as well as some time in San Diego. Jen, did you tell us that because you think we're cops looking into a murder? <laughs> we get it. you got a great motive. You have a you know great what? alibi. I'm going to uh, pass this on to the people who finished up I'll Be Gone in the Dark really quick and see if they want to line that up with any maps. Anyways, I went through sort of a Gone Girl situation and spent time in Mountain View, San Jose, San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, five years ago, my husband was offered a job in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we have been here since. God help me with these New Englanders. It's like living on another planet. Ooh, I know what you mean. Fuck New England. Don't, don't take okay, that right, stance. Right, don't do that. Mm-mm. Right. We need that market. Hashtag nothing but love for New England. Hashtag great market. When first moving here, I enrolled in improv asylum classes to keep me from going insane. I see. Yeah. In a, to keep me from going insane in a place I knew nothing about. Very interesting word choice. Improv asylum, keep me from going insane. Mm-hmm. I loved improv, but soon found that I was too old to understand what the hell all of the young millennials were going on about. Kind of tough to do improv when not knowing what the scene is about. So I gracefully stepped out and continued my important job of being a mom. Can I interject? Can, let's go into this. Okay. go. You go ahead. First of all, don't that lean into that. Yeah. There's nothing... Be the person in the scene that's like, I don't know what game we're playing. Mm-hmm. Like, that... It, there's a thing at UCB that's just play to the top of your intelligence. And if you're the top of your intelligence for whatever subject you're on is below 
the bottom of everybody else's intelligence, that's okay as long as you're playing it honestly. That's a character. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a thing in improv, like, don't ask questions and stuff like that. But you don't have to, like, you can also be like, guys, I'm going to tell you out the gate. I don't know what Fortnite is, but I'll be here for as many days as that is. <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> right. like, that's not how long we're going to be here, Karen. Yeah. And then you just keep, just lean into that. Just to be clear, I don't know if the millennials are throwing out Fortnite. I think you're going in the other direction of what she doesn't understand. You're going with like really old people who still say Fortnite and she doesn't know it. Do you not know what Fortnite is? Nobody knows. It's not a real term. No one's ever known what Fortnite means. Are you doing, you're doing this then? Doing what? Oh, I get it. See, this is what we're saying. Oh, she you should know do. what Fortnite means. So you're better than everybody? Because I'm you not know saying Fortnite. I know what Fortnite is. I'm not even good at it. Wait, I just so you're spend saying all my you don't know what woods. Fortnite means? I know what Fortnite means. So you should have already headed back to base camp, and you're still There's here. There's no base camp in Fortnite. Wait, are you saying Fortnite? Night. Like, that's the name of the fort. No, it's one word, Fortnite. Well, it's still a great name for a fort. Anyways... <laughs> Where have you been? Wow, well, we were stationed at Fortnite. Oh, for how long? For a Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> and that's... You guys, you guys playing that game? Hell yeah, that's what we did the whole time. And now you guys know that Dan and I have a uh, two-person improv group mm-hmm. uh, that's theater of the mind. Yep. And uh, Roar Kirk. It's called Pen Pals. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, in terms of you know, if you didn't like doing improv classes, then that's one thing. But if you felt like you. Uh, I can certainly understand that if you felt everyone was really young, that maybe you didn't feel like you fit in socially sure. for the, like the hangs yes. pre and post. Yep, because that's a big part. Practice of it. or class shows if you had them. That's I totally get that, and I totally get that being on the outside of the improv social scene can kind of make you, you know, wonder well why you know why am I even doing it? Because the social aspect is a big part of it. Um, for sure, especially if you're there to network and actually try to make this a career, you have to know who or, all the players are and what they're doing yeah. and be involved. So it, I can see that being totally frustrating. And I, at 37, you know, if it, let's say these social hangs are like, hey, we got class, then we all go out for beers. Like, I'm at best the guy who goes out for one beer every other class mm-hmm. at the most. Right. Uh, or I'm just not going at all. And then I'm like, Ah, why am I paying this money? Why am I doing it? Is and there's this really... nothing better than being in an improv group where they work inside jokes into the scene that you right. weren't there for. Exactly. Which tends to happen in a lot of like beginner improv classes. Right. Was, and also, can we get more chicken wings, and everybody laughs. And you're like, that. Oh, because you guys went out to the bar last night and yeah. kept ordering chicken wings. And yeah, I'm gonna, I was with my family. I think we should speak to some some bigger things here too that aren't necessarily what Jin is asking or saying in this letter at all, but. You see it a lot, like, improv groups in, like, TV shows or movies or just people, like, when they kind of get made fun of with, like, how they hang out, I totally get it from the outside because it seems absurd. Mm -hmm. But there are personality types that what draws you to improv is this, like, like, being able to connect with other people on this language that is funny and you do look like a jackass and you make stuff up and you make good jokes and you make bad jokes. And I'm saying this because stand-up comics are the same way. And ordinary people who don't do any of those things look at you like you are a psychopath or you are not funny. You're nauseatingly annoying. You're a horrible person. I get both sides of it. But I do want to say when you are inside of it and you do enjoy it and you do have that personality – 
it is so much fucking fun. So I get making fun of those groups, but also <laughs> if you haven't been one of those, like a part of one of those mm-hmm. things, or like when comics are riffing on something, it's so much fun. It's probably my favorite thing to do. So um, I don't even know what my point was there. Um, That's okay. I mean, my main thing is that she's a huge fan of what I've done and didn't mention you. Okay, moving. I think we're done with the letter then. No, there's a <laughs> All right, so what we know is Jen dropped out of the uh, out of the scene there. And didn't also feel, that, didn't uh, feel a connection. Another bigger thing to speak to because fine. Dan and I have been getting a lot of letters about, hey, I'm thinking about getting into comedy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm in comedy. Hey, how did you guys get started? How did I get comedy? out of comedy? You don't have to keep sending those those types of letters. Hopefully this conversation right now can kind of help you understand that there isn't some specific path and there isn't some specific way to do any art form. There isn't a specific path in terms of any entrepreneurial, you know, journey that you're going on, which is what being an artist is. It's you figuring out what your talent is, figuring out how to practice that talent, and then deciding if that talent is a performance-based talent. And if it is, you you kind of have to just go to a place and sign up or join an improv class or, you know, try to put a sketch group together or get out your camera and shoot and edit a video that you post like any of these things may work for you or they may not work for you but the only way you're ever going to know is to figure out what you think is your thing and then figure out how that's a product that you show people not necessarily make uh, any money off of dan and i have i've been doing stand-up comedy and acting as a whole for about 15 years Mm -hmm. and At no point in that 15 years have I been specifically driven because there was some certain amount of money that I wanted to make. I was driven because it is the one thing I do know how to do confidently, and people seem to enjoy it. So I'm still just (laughs) going off of the fact that, oh, I come up with this, and people laugh at it, and then someone you know, now, at a point in my career, does pay me for it, so... Yeah, I guess I'm doing it right, but that's not a path. That's just what I'm doing. And Dan, even though we're very different performers, it's a similar thing. As a recipient of this information, it probably sounds so cliche and like lazy on our part for someone to just go, well, you just got to sign up and try it. I know that that's what it seems like, that it seems like that's an easy, lazy answer to be given when you're truly asking about something that is a vulnerable kind of thing to attempt. But that really is all that it is. You cannot know what you do or how you do it unless you just start doing it. And you may find out after six months that it is just not for you. Jennifer found out that the what she thought she was going to get out of improv asylum classes, she didn't, didn't get. I yeah. mean, she might have got improv education. She might be a better improviser now. But the thing, the joy, the fun of it, maybe it just didn't click, you know, for her. And I think, though, that that, that this this At this time, you know, maybe like, she signed up right now. She might go, oh, right. it's a different group of people. Actually, some people in here are more my age. Oh, my God, I actually love it now. Right. Like, that's also a part of it. But I like, also think that this idea could translate to anything. So if somebody else is saying, like, I kind of think I want to be a teacher. I, I'm in my 30s or even my 40s, and I never really did that. Do the thing that you would rather fail at 
than the thing you would hate succeeding at. Yeah. I'd rather fail at this than succeed as working in a fucking cubicle all day. And yeah. if some people like that, working in a cubicle, then you should enjoy doing that because you'd rather fail at that than succeed at having to go up on stage every night. Right. So it doesn't matter what that thing is, but it, right. you just it's it's an immersion, I think is what we're saying. Yeah. You just got to get in. Jim Carrey's dad, who said you can also fail at the thing you hate doing. So you might as well try to do mm-hmm. the thing you love. Thanks. And if you fail, hey, you could fail at both. I think that's great advice. Yeah, go watch Jim and Andy. Um, yes. Yeah, so getting back to Jennifer's letter here, and this is by far our funniest episode so far in our podcast history. Oh, thank God! Um, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, the yeah. laughs. I wasn't minute. sure, but now I feel cray, better. Cray, mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of wish that was the voice I went with. Cray, cray. Where you at? The long winters. The long winters started to get to me, and I needed to find an even greater purpose than parenting. So we bought a farm. This is the uh, prequel to We Bought a Zoo. (laughs) I have five horses, 20 chickens, and several ducks. Don't ask me why, but it seemed to be the right solution for my loneliness in a foreign place. So far, it's served its purpose. Yeah, we don't have to ask you why, then. It served its purpose. So we will not, since you said don't. I still have hopes and dreams of getting on the map with comedy via stage, podcast, writing, or anything that will fulfill that side of the brain for me. As 50 approaches, I feel more and more pressure to do something before I lose it altogether. I don't know if she necessarily means this in this phrasing, but the hopes and dreams of getting on the map with these things is such a crapshoot that I wouldn't, I I would not personally, I would not set my target that I do all this so that I get on the map. Like someone knows who I am and I'm successful at it. Mm -hmm. You have to set your target as just you enjoy doing it. And if it leads to something, then it leads to something because... Uh, the notoriety and the money is not a viable target. It doesn't make any sense you, to do it for those reasons. Would you assume that J.K. Rowling did not write Harry Potter to get rich? I, I would. I, I would, would assume she was like, oh, I have a good story, and let's just see. And I guarantee you she thought the lowest, like, oh, I, I, this is good. I bet it gets published, and I bet... Uh, I bet maybe you know, they'll sell it in the bookstore. I bet, I, I bet it does well. She probably yeah. thought it would do well. I'm sure she never at any point thought... It would be this thing, but she enjoyed writing it, and I think that's why something like Harry Potter is good, because she wrote it because she enjoyed writing it. You can tell she enjoyed, especially that first book, like when it all got started, you can tell she just she enjoyed it. It's right. there. It's, right. it's good because she enjoyed it. Um, and that's something to keep in mind with this stuff. Uh, maybe you can do a podcast on the ever-growing pressure for individuals to fulfill their long-lost dreams, carving out time to do so, some techniques that you have used as writers. Um I don't. That's a bigger question there too. The ever-growing pressure for individuals to fulfill their long-lost dreams. Yeah, I mean, it's that's probably tough for Dan and I to answer because our entire career is basically chasing, right. you know, kind of kind of chasing a dream. So I can't speak to putting that on hold or hoping to one day get to it because. My entire career is built around going for the thing that is my dream. Well, I would ask, like, what's stopping you? Yeah. It's probably that fucking farm. Yeah. She's got, you got horses at 4 Mm a.m. You got pigs just after that, and they're sloppy. And then you got to go shower. You got to come back out. 20 chickens and several ducks. You don't even know how many ducks you have. How many times do you think she's getting on a fence like Dorothy and falling into the chicken coop? And then the scarecrow's got to save her. Well, she fell into the pig pen. Or what? Who saved her? The Tin Man saved her. And the lion. Those are all her, like, friends or uncles. I don't even remember. No, they were, they all just worked on the farm. 
So they were just farm hands. They were just farm hands, and they didn't want to be From part NTM? of that. They didn't want to work there. They were that was their day off. She's got a then a goddamn <laughs> like clerks, tornado comes. It's like clerks, I'm not even supposed to be at this farm Ugh, today. Here comes a tornado. Uh, here comes that woman to get that dog put down. Think about that. When I was, I'm here to get your puppy to go put it down for biting me. The sound that Dorothy makes when she lands in Oz, uh, like that. Uh, no, it's uh, like that. I. For some reason, as a kid, the hardest I've ever laughed. Is there any way to insert that sound, or is that illegal? Is that illegal to use a... To do a Dorothy (laughs) drop? Yeah. To find out sound bite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Well, no. Here, I got it here on my computer. This is what Dorothy sounded like when when she uh, landed on... Let me... Hold on. There's an ad that plays first. Do you ever wonder if you're okay? Do you ever wonder if your family's going to make it? Let me just skip to the... Okay, here we go. Wow. You did. You did it dead on. Your impression was perfect. <laughs> God, it sounds just like it. It was it. Damn it, Roar. Uh, good for you. Um, okay. I. I mean, this is kind of a big question. Some techniques I've used as a writer. Uh, this sounds so trite. You just fucking do it. And but here, prioritize your life. If you said to yourself, "I got to get these kids off to college," yeah, and then that is, I'm going to invest in me. Yeah. Then do it. If you can't be a, a healthy parent without releasing your creativity on your side, then you need to make time for it. I don't know how easy that is or is not. I have I have zero kids. I certainly certainly do not have that many ducks. So yeah, I don't I don't I can't speak to that personal life. I would. It's literally just. Here's what Do I it. think. Here's what I think. I, and I cannot speak to being a mother of three, certainly not two teenage boys who are jerking off left <laughs> and right into everything, onto everything. Lord knows that house is filled with cum. Right. I can't speak to that because that doesn't uh, relate to me. But here's what I do applaud. I applaud you knowing that you wanted to do something and you went and tried the classes. You were aware that it wasn't for you. So now you're trying to figure out what that next thing is. Way to go, JJ. Yeah, there could be a a world where maybe doing all this stuff isn't actually your dream. You don't necessarily list specifically what your dream is. You just wonder if you're getting too old to try these things you always wanted to try. But... I'll tell you what you did do. You did buy a farm, and that See, is that's what I was very, say you know, there maybe there's something there that you're, you you listen to podcasts, or you see stand-up, and you go, oh, this seems so fun. I want to do it. I mean, that's what got me into uh, wanting to try stand-up is that I heard stand-ups that related more to my sense of humor, like Nick Swartzen, like David Cross, and I watched Mr. Show, and I said, oh, I want to have the fun that they're having. So I've put myself... Literally, I'm 15 years into being on that course of, like, wanting to experience the fun that I saw them having, and so that's what I currently do. You've done a lot, and the fact that you have three kids and uh, you're, you're, you have a farm and you've tried improv classes and you still have this craving, whatever that craving is, it's it's like, go for it. I mean, the high of doing performance art is, like Dan is saying, when you get on stage and you are just true to yourself and people laugh at it and applaud it, it feels... Really good. It's almost like or an when extreme. You it. It's an extreme form of acceptance. And what makes it fun as a comic is we try to be as true to ourselves in coming up with these jokes, no matter how absurd and insane they are. And when a large number of of, of people laugh at it, it it's a crazy drug. It's a crazy high. None of us chase that high because there's a dollar amount on it. There's a lot of us that will go do 
any show that we know will give us that drug, the ultimate is when that show does pay well. You have a unique experience. I don't if you have to wait for something for some reason, mark out what that time is and then give your time to it. If you don't think you need to be waiting, then give yourself yeah, 25 30 minutes a day. Um to close up here, if this isn't enough to do a podcast on, I am happy to write more about my life. It has been interesting for the most part. I've had close encounters with some interesting people. Paul Newman, Richard Gere, David Letterman, Pablo Morales, Robin DiMaggio, Joe and Jennifer Montana, and an IndyCar race driver, race car driver uh, that broke my heart in two, so I won't name names. Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> Love that you wrote, um, I like let's see. <laughs> that Jennifer said, I'm happy to write more about my life, and then just listed people I'm assuming she robbed <laughs> from her time in California. <laughs> I remember the night that Paul Newman and Richard Gere were grabbing drinks. And then she listed all these people, except for the IndyCar race driver that broke her heart, whose name she could have just said without IndyCar. We wouldn't even have, we just thought that was a guy, I imagine. Yes. Unless it was like, I don't know. Tony Kanan. I just thought of a. I thought of one. Um, also, how about the fact that Tony Kanan broke her heart in two? Like a clean. Yeah. That's a clean break. That's pretty nice because yeah. some people shatter. Shatter. Yeah, and you don't want to shatter. You crushed, can't put that back together. Crushed my heart. Yeah, well, that's shattered why she's now happily married to a Canadian. Yeah, all she needed was one sweet, st- yep. smart Canadian. One thing that, to trip I think that's most up. Canadians. She says, I am now happily married to a sweet, smart Canadian who is a senior cancer researcher. Living the simple life keeps me grounded, but there's a part of me that wants to stay more relevant in this life. Hope you two are well, and it takes people like you to keep this life interesting. Thank you for making me laugh and to have something to look forward to listen to. Sincerely, Jennifer Jones. Jennifer, uh, we both appreciate this letter. You eloquently spoke to uh, a topic that we get a lot of letters about and so hopefully this kind of helps you but you know it's it's your own path if you see an open mic and you're like i've always wanted to try stand-up then kudos to you for signing up and going on stage and seeing if you can do it i'm glad you signed up for improv classes to see if it interested you maybe you meet like-minded people and you form a sketch group and you shoot some and you put them on youtube and you see if that's your thing but uh the whole time just make sure the thing you're aiming at is just having fun doing it because if you expect anyone to enjoy it, that vibe needs to definitely be uh, noticeable. So, Agreed. Good for you, Jennifer. Now Ed- get out of here, Jennifer. Get out of here. Get back to your <laughs> farm and raise those farm animals. <laughs> Several ducks. She doesn't listen to how many ducks because they're losing a lot every week. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my letter. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life, so there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. 
Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription bot service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last. When you use code TALKSHOW, that's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Do you want to make more money? Sure. We all do. Let me just skip this end really quick. (laughs) Hey, pen pals. We're back here with another letter for you. And this one one is one I'm going to read. Hey, fellas. I already like that. It's very formal, very Mm -hmm. uh, informal. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm in my 30s, I find myself feeling more compelled to eat oatmeal raisin cookies when presented with a cookie sampler platter. Why do you think that is? Which one? That they're getting presented with cookie sampler platters? How often do you run into a cookie? First of all, I, I don't care if we go all the way through this. Let's go back to John wrote this, by the way. How much in your life are you getting offered cookie sampler platters, John? I can't. Church in the narthex? I love that there's a theme here, and it's aging. And John has clearly gone with the he most thinks... simplistic version, version of his aging stress is, got the, these cookie sampler platters, they come at me. But where? Did you, did you grow up going to church at all? Yes. Did you do the? Did they do coffee and cookies after service at your church? Um, if they did, I didn't know about it. We didn't do it. I was you, like uh, one of seven kids. We were like out the door. <laughs> everybody, go. we left after communion, and I couldn't ever understand how that's okay. Wait, you guys would were go you Catholic? up? No, were you raised Catholic, baptized Catholic. I'm covered. You mean you? Walk. Oh, you'll get in. Yeah, you'll yeah, get yeah, in. yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, you were walked up, got your Eucharist. Turned around, walked right out, and we would leave. kept going to we the would door. Leave. We would not. What we, are you guys we, we beating not, the tra- traffic? That's a hundred percent it. We did not stick around for the closing song. Really? Yeah. Like if there, if a band is definitely going to do an encore, we like we just left. Now to this day in your life, do you stay for encores at concerts? Yes, I'm tempted to leave. I left. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I left the U2 show. You did? I left. I didn't stick so around. So you for didn't the encore. hear one. Didn't hear it. What else would probably be in a U2? I think uh, they played a beautiful day, mm-hmm. um, which they had to. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I mean, you know, it was the Joshua Tree, so you heard all of Joshua Tree. So we heard all of Joshua gotcha. Tree, and also before they started the album, they played I think three or four songs. Okay. But then I was just like, Sun- Sunday. It's also, the Rose Sunday. Bowl. Rose Bowl is so uncomfortable. You're just slammed up against yeah. people. It's like being in like 
like the Colosseum in Rome, you're just like, this isn't. Maybe that's a signifier of getting old when you're like, traffic, beat, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't leave a sporting event early. Mm, I can. You don't care? See, this is do from you, your Catholic Do you want to hear the most major leaving a sporting event early? Yes. Uh, this past year, uh-huh. Dodgers in the World Series, uh-huh. as we know, mm-hmm. that is a fact. Mm-hmm. I decide to, in, in my conquest of my wife like and I wanting to like you know, do more stuff to like maintain our relationship. Mm-hmm. Once you have a kid, you know, you really are like, got to really all right, carve there's always off the that kid. So that changes our schedule. So now you're like, all right, let's start getting a babysitter. Right. The time when you aren't parents, like we're on a date. Yeah. We the... need to like do us. Yeah. And so I, uh, uh, from Nick Thune, I uh-huh. bought two tickets to game two. Uh-huh. Cause he has like a ticket group and they, someone was selling two tickets in their section. So I bought two tickets uh, it was crazy expensive to game two at Dodger Stadium. and Was we, that the Sunday night game? This was the one that went major yes. extra innings. That was insane. Like one of the greatest World Series games of all time. We left in the eighth inning. Rory! Certain. Certain the game was over. Certain Rory! It was over. Wasn't the ninth inning the five runs or something like that? Yes. <laughs> Rory! That's because I was raised Catholic, bro. <laughs> First of all, the Catholic Church does not teach get out of here fast. I got my Eucharist middle of the eighth. <laughs> the bottom of the seventh. The bottom of the seventh was your Eucharist. The eighth was your leave time. The eighth, I was like, we got to go. Let's beat Trevor. Glory. We left and we went to get soft serve ice cream. I, this is worse. Hey, we get our ice cream. We get in the car and I, I go... Uh, I say to Jordan, "Hey, put on the uh, put the game on the radio. Let's see how it how what the final score was." And before she finds the station, I go, "I go, God, wouldn't it be crazy if it like it's like crazy extra innings?" And I'm not joking. This mm-mm, is not a lie, mm-mm. and I'm not saying this because it truly it it fits perfectly into the story. But when she got it on the dial that was the, the yeah. radio station listening to the game, the very first thing that was said was an announcer going, how could anyone leave this game early? No joking. And the way I just said it is exactly how they said it. And we both looked at each other, and we were kind of upset, but then also started, like, dying laughing. Dude, I'm going to tell people. So this game... Was on October twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. Houston scores one in the third. Then the Dodgers score one in the fifth. Then they score two in the sixth. So now the score is three to two. Dude, the mojo was hot in that stadium that night. And then no scores in the seventh, which I'm sure you were like, "See, they're done with this." Yeah. And then Houston scores in the top of the eighth, so it's three to two. But you're They've only scored one other time throughout the game, so I assume that you're thinking, like, over. Oh, yeah. Hey, and I also want to say this. It was out as soon as the entire game was so fucking boring. It was ridiculously boring. <laughs> and then it got fun as soon as we Some left. people so, say World Series. I say. Possible. My wife and I were the bad energy. We got out of there, and we made so that people game owe fun you. for everybody. People owe you. This town. Houston <laughs> this scores town. one in the top of the night that is now 3-3. Going into extra innings. Houston scores two in the top of the 10th. You're not there. We're not there. Because the Dodgers come back, come back, and they score two in the bottom of the 10th. We are eating soft serve with toppings. Houston score two 
in the bottom of the or in the top of the eleventh. Dodgers come back, score another one, get it within one run, and end up losing the game in extra innings. And all of these, this game is even more exciting than I'm describing. It was home run after home run, amazing hit. And Rory is, he's at home being like, no, I'm not home. I'm having soft serve with my wife. (laughs) And the fact that we're not at that game, we are both dying laughing. And honestly, we're kind of... You know, doing what we were hoping, we were accomplishing you made a what great we were night. hoping to accomplish. You made a great, and a big memory. We will never forget it. I love bringing it up. I love bringing that up to hardcore Dodgers fans because oh, they immediately yeah. decide that of above all other things, I now hate Rory's school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could be donating money to a charity of their choosing. And then tell that story, and they almost want to give me the money back. This is the thing. I'm not going to read all of it, but there's articles listed things like, this one's called 10 More Amazing Facts from Epic Game 2. <laughs> Which means there was, that's like more Days of Confused, where there was one amazing soundtrack, and then they released the second one. Uh, uh, right, that, game, that game had a B-side. So. <laughs> yeah, and you weren't even there for all of the A-side. We're going to go back to this. I find myself being more compelled to eat oatmeal raisin cookies when presented with a cookie sampler platter. I'm traditionally a chocolate chip man, but i got to start looking out for my future, right? Get back at me as time permits. John's. Can we? John, P.S. Be true to your school, dudes. Okay, first off, that is not a phrase. Yes, it is. Is that a phrase, Be True to Your School? Yeah, Beach Boys song. I will never be say true that, to your and that's why boy. I'm not a Beach Boys fan. Just like you would to your girl now, be nope. true to your school. Nope. Tell you, true story, Rochelle Township High School. We, in the mid-70s... You're from a township? Uh, Rochelle Township High School. The high school is a township because there's like 11 little farm communities that also feed into school. Huh. Um... In the mid seventies, four players died in a car accident. Four football players. And high school. High school. Yes. Oh. And they so their families in the town like all donated this bell called the Victory Bell. And then after then, every time Rochelle Township High School would win a game, and I'm talking an football away game. game. Yeah, football game. It ended up being other teams as well. But um started with football for like twenty five years. Every time they would win a game, even an away game, like an hour away, you get back at like midnight on a Friday night. You get off the bus, run to the victory bell, and ring it. I love that. Yeah. That's and so, awesome. So we would do it after every home game. They started a thing where we would set off fireworks if we won the game. I'm like pro-grade fireworks. And this had been going on even longer. After the game, if the Hubs won... They would play the Beach Boys Be True to Your School. So in my hometown, it's fall, autumn, pork chop sandwiches, football game, campfires. You see the you see them win fireworks going off while football players run to run across the field to ring the victory bell while be true to your school. I'm like, this we are in a Norman Rockwell painting. Here's my question, because this just got me so excited. When is homecoming this year? Yeah. And is that when we go do a live pen pal? <laughs> that would be so at this and then go to and you, like I fully go to the game yes. experience, do the but show the next it. night so we can like talk Dude, about it. We've got a big outdoor amphitheater. Ugh, I'm into big. it. It's Rochelle big, but okay. Okay, so hold be, on. Be this true guy, to your school, dudes. How can can is there a way to know if there is just as much like damage in an oatmeal raisin cookie as a chocolate chip cookie? Like I think he he's thinking for some reason oatmeal and raisins make that a healthier cookie. And if it is true, 
It has I to be such a minor mar- the margin has to be so slim. Right? Well, I think he's saying that I know It's uh, all sugar. Right. But I think he's saying it's an old person's cookie. So the, here is how many calories But in he's a- compelled to it because he's in his 30s. Which he I'm thinks is old. Traditionally a chocolate chip man, but here's the but I got to start looking out for my future. That sentence alone makes me think he's saying, oh. I can't do chocolate chip anymore. I'm getting older. I got to watch out. Like, <laughs> John, is that what you're saying, dude? John, that is what you're saying. Well, according here, nutrition facts God, on I your average oatmeal raisin cookie is 123 calories, 4.6 grams of total fat, cholesterol 9 milligrams, sodium 153, carbs 19 grams of carbs. Talk to me about chocolate chip. I bet it's so close. All right. John, I okay, one, I don't know where you're going to get all these Ooh, fucking way wrong, here, man. Is John right? No. Only 78 calories in a chocolate chip cookie. So oatmeal raisin is worse for Nine you? Nine carbs. John, oh Nine my God. Nine grams of carb. Can we go ahead and document this? This is the first episode we've ever done where we saved a listener's life. You think? We just saved John's life. <sighs> John, you're we're fucking try- welcome, dude. We're just go- trying to be true hey, to our school, dude. John, go right back to those chocolate chips. That's what you wanted, and we just found out they're healthier. And we just found out in a way that you could have easily looked into years ago. <laughs> <laughs> How happy is John that time permitted? Because he was like, get back to me when time permits. Uh, and it permitted, dude. It permitted. And you're permitted to keep eating fucking chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. Get into that chocolate chip. Stay. F- hashtag stay away from oatmeal raisin cookies. Even if you love them, they're not good for you. To go all the way back, the reason I asked you is because all, every church I grew up going to, we serve cookies. Sampler, or cookie platters. Oh, yeah, and coffee and all of that stuff. I also like that he calls it a cookie sampler platter, as in, hey, here's a bunch of bits of cookies. Right, yeah. Try them yeah, all. Yeah, it's just a cookie platter. John, you may have a cookie problem because no <laughs> cookie platter is a sampler platter. <laughs> <sighs> it's just a cookie platter, dude. Write us yeah, back, John. I'm fucking worried about know. John. Dude, John, I'm worried about you, dude. John, write us back. <laughs> Let us know what you're, if you've gone back to chocolate chip. Don't give up. It's actually better for you in, it, a, on an average speaking. Who knows what you're doing with your platters? John, you got to be true to your school, dude. Jennifer, I, I've full, full 180. I'm full on <laughs> into it now. Jennifer Jones, write back to us as well. Let us know how things are going on the farm. We want to see pictures of the animals. Let us know if you're doing some stand-up. Let us yeah. know if you're doing or some any sketch. Expression. Whatever yeah. you're doing. Painting something. Yeah. Get into painting. Rory, those are our letters for today. God, what a, what a journey. I know. We went through journey a lot of stuff. Journey through aging. We went through a journey through we aging. We read a letter today. from uh, what I'm assuming is some sort of serial burglar from yeah. the 70s. But think about this. It was it was two people asking about chasing their dreams. One of them, we said, you know, you just got to chase it. And mm-hmm. the other one, we got to say, dude, your dream is chocolate chip cookies, and you can have them. Yep. Wow. I feel good about it. This was powerful. This was maybe our most powerful episode. Guys, you can always reach out to us and send us a letter at the Pen Pals Pod. You heard all the information at the top of the show. That's it for me. Rory, anything from you? Dude, just keep those letters coming. This, that's the that's the whole show. So write us whatever you got. We, uh, we'll, we'll gladly try to save another life like we did John's today. Yeah, guys, it's your podcast. We just, we just talk, talk about, about it. it. All right. Sincerely, your Pen Pals.
open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.